0: Hello, and welcome to the BizWell Podcast. It is Melissa Botello, and it is the first week of May. We have been in quarantine for now seven weeks, and as I look back on April, I was trying to think, what happened other than work and staying at home, and actually came up with a a huge list of things that we went through and we experienced. But the one that stands out the most, and the one I'll be speaking about today, is our scare with the coronavirus, and... The day in the life of getting diagnosed and waiting for the results... And so stay tuned, that's what I'm unpacking today in the Biswell Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's Melissa here and talking about our scare with the coronavirus. So it was last Friday and a typical work day, doing all my meetings by Zoom, taking breaks in between for fresh air and getting out of the same old seat. I've been sitting in for 45 days now and I get a text from my mother at about, I think it was about 12.30ish had a meeting at one and she texted me and said don't worry I'm fine I've been a little short of breath and my chest is tight my doctor told me to go to urgent care so of course in that moment my heart drops I pick up the phone and I call her and she's winded and out of breath and I asked her first like how long has this been going on for and she said, "Oh, about a week or so." And I was like, "Wait, what? A week or so? Why? I just talked to you. Why haven't you told me?" First thing, of course, my mind goes to coronavirus. She's thinking maybe it's um, chest pain. She's had heart heart attack and issues in the past. And so we talk for a few minutes and I say, I'll come over and get you. I'll take you. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I've got this. I'm just going to the urgent care. And I said, you're short of breath. you having a hard time breathing. You're not going to park your car and then go in. And, and so this is where the journey begins. So her appointment at urgent care is at 115. And I pick her up at about one o'clock, literally spend 10 minutes going through my calendar and canceling all my appointments for the day and meetings without much explanation. I don't want to give give this information up. So I just apologize and say, I'm very sorry. I have to cancel the last minute meeting. There's an urgent matter that's come up. I pick her up at about one o'clock. We drive to the local urgent care where they have it pretty dialed in. You pull into a... Area where someone greets you before you can get to the parking lot and asks what you're here for, and my mom explains through the car door that she is uh, coming in to be chest checked for. Pressure in her chest, shortness of breath, and they say, "Okay, uh, fill out this form." So she gets out of the car, fills out the form. I go and park, and then they have her come back to her car uh, to wait to be called into the urgent care. So we wait about 10 or 15 minutes, probably uh, past her actual appointment time. They text her and call her and say, "Come back in." So she gets out of the car. She walks probably 50 feet um, to the entrance where some a nurse meets her, and the nurse asks her a few questions that I can hear from afar and then I see her walking back and so she comes back she gets in the car and says well the nurse said I can't come in that I should go straight to the emergency room which I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't need to be in an emergency room. This is crazy. Or maybe we do, but either way, the the fear of going around a bunch of sick people. So we get in the car, and now I'm very grateful and thankful that I decided to take her. She couldn't have done this all on her own. She's uh, 78 and a firecracker of a little lady, but um, physically has some challenges. So we go and we drive to uh, the the hospital that's associated with this urgent care, and takes us about 10-15 minutes to get there. And in the meantime, I'm trying to say to her, "Do you?" Ha-? She doesn't have an iPhone. She has a- another phone. And I said, "Let's make sure that you can use Facebook Messenger video phone, so we can communicate when you're in there." Because I knew from just watching the news that they would not allow me to go with her. And whenever she's gone to the hospital, I've always assisted her and always gone with her to help, be her advocate, and speak for her, and remind her of things. And so um, she's fiddling around with the phone. We're trying to do see if she's got the messenger app and so on. And then we pull into the hospital and we probably should have pulled over. You know, again, my mind wasn't thinking this was all unexpected and all went down in less than an hour. Um, We probably should have pulled over. We probably should have got our, you know, sort of game plan as to what I was going to do, what she was going to do, how we would communicate. But, you know, this is all new. Usually if you go to the emergency, you drop them off or I've always done, I drop her off at at the door. I park the car and I go back and go in and assist her. So I see that there's like a way to pull into the emergency room and they have it sort Sort of roped off. So we start to pull in, and there's no other cars there outside the emergency room. They're set up with desks, and there's two people. Um resuming nurses. They're fully masked and gowned. We pull up and my mom rolls down the window. The woman comes forward and says, may I help you? My mom explains she had gone to the urgent care. And now that they've directed her to come to the hospital, the woman says, okay, come, you know, get out of the car and fill out these forms. So my mom gets out of the car, starts to get out of the car. And I'm still trying to talk to her and make a game plan. And the woman at the curb of the ER says, okay, please go park your car. Please, please leave this area. And I said, okay, just a minute. I'm trying to you know, talk to her. my mom make a plan. Meanwhile, she's got her phone and her purse and she brought her iPad with her because she thought if she had to wait long in the urgent care, she could do something. So I'm making sure, you know, she's got everything and she gets out of the car and she starts to walk over and the woman starts to ask her a few questions Uh, what she was there for and I and she explained oh I I have some chest tightness and the woman said how long have you had it and she said oh a week or so and and she didn't mention that she was short of breath and so I from the car window said mom don't forget tell her you're short of breath or I said to the woman directly nurse she's also short of breath and the nurse and I love nurses and I all healthcare providers on the front lines thank you thank you Thank you for all that you're doing. You are the heroes. This nurse in particular turned around and sort of snapped at me and said, I told you, please go park your car and please leave this area. And I get it. They are under so much pressure and so much stress and they're putting their lives in jeopardy to help others. So I get that. I guess my only message would be, for healthcare providers. Know that families are terrified. I had expected to take her to an urgent care. Now I'm checking her into an ER and I can't go with her. So of course, in that moment, I felt um, a little agitated, like she snapped at me and I was just trying to help my mom and speak for her and with her. But anyway, so she um, she tells me to leave. I can't even keep stay in the car right there at the at the curb and the wait starts. And I'm wondering what's happening inside. I don't want to text my mom too many times, you know, cause she gets overwhelmed. Um, so now it's the wait has begun. It was about two o'clock when I dropped her at the curve and I went to the parking lot of thank goodness they had a, a garage parking lot. So I wasn't directly sitting in the sun and I sat in my car and just tried to, you know, pray and think positively. Everything was fine. I started to replay back going to the urgent care and then dropping her off. And it occurred to me, it's like she got out of the car and I didn't even hug her. I didn't even say I loved you. And God forbid, what if something happens and she's in there? And that was my last moment with her. And I didn't say goodbye, not even goodbye. I don't need to say goodbye, but like, I love you and give me a hug. And so at about three o'clock, I'm still waiting. Uh, I haven't heard from her. So I do a Facebook messenger video call and uh, she did get on the phone. It was good to see her face. She said they had taken some blood work. They're looking at her heart uh, through tests and they wanted to s- you know see what was going on. So, okay. So I keep waiting thinking, should I go home? Or could this be like an hour? or two and they just let her out. So the wait begins and then I wait another hour and about four o'clock I I decided I need to get something to eat. I had not had breakfast. I didn't have lunch, left the house. I'm pretty much famished at this point. So I leave the parking lot and I go for, find a drive through, nothing healthy of course, Um, put on my French, put on my gloves and eat some unhealthy French fries and chicken strips in the car and then drive back five o'clock and My mom texts me and says they are going to give her a coronavirus test, and she said uh, she's not sure. The nurse said if it's a one-hour result or an eight-hour result, and so then I'm thinking, okay, gosh, now now it could be coronavirus. Now we don't know what it is. I'm still sitting in the parking lot trying to figure out what my necklands are. So about 5:30, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and nervous, and you know, antsy. So I reclined my seat in the car. I'm trying to listen to some music and I'm looking at videos and, and, and praying and just trying not to worry as much and hoping and praying for the best. But again, replaying all this in my head. So after about 5.30, I texted her and I'm like, I have been in the car for hours now. There is no restroom in these parking lots. I, I need to go to the restroom. I, I think, I, what, what should I do? And she said, just go home. I'll text you. Um, When I hear something on results, uh, she did say at that time around six that her enzymes for her heart came back. They were elevated, but not extremely high. So they didn't seem really worried about that. So I say, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to change, use the restroom, and then I will come back. So by now it's about 6 p.m. This all started at 1245 in the afternoon. And I start to drive home and there's hardly any traffic because people are all working at home and there's no one out and about. And I reflect back, to sitting in that parking lot and watching the different families as well as healthcare providers coming through the garage, I heard a woman speaking on the phone who had just come from presumably working on the front lines. She still had her mask on and she was speaking to a friend about how tough her day was and having so many people not just with coronavirus but other ailments and just the fear and the stress she has. And you know, it really hit home. And again, I'm thinking about my mom in there and if even if she doesn't have coronavirus, is she? Around all these people who do and so I get home I change my clothes my son who I love adore, and respect says to me mom you're the best and I know exactly what he meant he just meant like thanks for taking care of my grandma and thanks for being the one in our family and uh, that just filled me up and rejuvenated me to be able to get back and go back sat in the parking lot and she texted me my mom said we still don't have the results of the coronavirus they won't be back till tomorrow but they said I can go home so be prepared in the next 30 minutes when they let me out. So I was prepared. I was in the garage waiting. She says she's coming out. So I pull around from the garage. It's dark now. She's sitting in a wheelchair. They had just wheeled her out and and left her there, which is fine. Um, And it was a warm evening, so it was good. And just pulling up, and she was on her phone sending text messages. So I was so relieved just to see her and and know that she was able to get out of there. So it was a long night, obviously, waiting for the results. Um, The next morning, uh, we waited, and finally about 12 noon, I believe, thereabouts she texted me and said great the results came back as negative no detection of the coronavirus so 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 relieved so relieved that she didn't have it and doesn't and obviously then for me and my family, we're not exposed because we had been around her and I had been there with her. So we're so grateful. And um, although it was a long, ruling day and a different experience to experience healthcare in the way that it was with drive-up and not being able to go in, so I wanted to share this story. One uh, to, to let people know if and when this should happen to you or a loved one, and you need to take them somewhere. Be prepared. Know that you won't be able to go in. So make your plans on how you will communicate. Make a plan plan or write down, which I wish I would have written down for her, not only her medications, which she has, but her symptoms. So if she gets forgetful or nervous, like, so if this should happen to you, you know, have a plan, write down what your loved one has been experiencing. So they have it in writing and they can remember to share that with their provider. You know how it is when you go into an ER or doctor's office, multiple people see you and you have to repeat your story. And maybe like with my mom, who's elderly, sometimes some of the details may get overlooked. So help them with a plan and how you will communicate and how you will take care of yourself because obviously... It was very stressful and, you know, sitting in my car alone, uh, having bad thoughts of what could happen is probably not the best thing to do. So get yourself someone to talk to and or to be with um, so you're not experiencing this alone. So I pray and I hope that you and your family and friends are staying healthy and you don't have to go through this. But just in case, make a plan, write down symptoms and things for your your loved ones to be armed with and have your support network ready should you need it. So thank you for tuning in and listening to the Corona. Scare experience we had and stay healthy until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Bizwell Podcast.